from Americans, labeling, and how to avoid it. Society is filled with comparison and trying to live up to the standards of other people. It's not easy, but Michael and Leanne are here to try to learn from themselves and from you. Welcome to the First Day Pod! This is the show that features myself, Michael Gobier, and my girlfriend, Leanne. Hello. Hi. Hi. How you been? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm uh, doing pretty well. Feeling a little better now. Oh, good. I used your workout machine. Uh, I used it exactly as you intended today. Ooh, what does that mean? Well, you got me a gift for my birthday. I did? <laughs> yeah. You gave me the TRX tactical thing. Yeah, but I thought you've already been using it. Very me- Well, I haven't used it the way you intended. You wanted me to put it on my back and go out into the world and use it. Oh, cool. So I did it like that. See, it's a, it's TRX force tactical. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can throw it in a little backpack that just zips up real tight to your back and it's not even a backpack. It's like a tiny zip bag. Yeah. And uh, I went over to the local park where there was a tennis court with a fence. And I clamped down to the fence and I did my workout over there. Neat. Yeah. And then all these like kids showed up right next to me. And they were just... Uh, In awe. Who is this? Oh my gosh. I want to be him when I grow up. No. They were like... <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but hey, anyways, this is the First Day Pod. Welcome in. I'm Michael Gobier. That's Leanne Hello. It's First Day Pod at ProtonMail.com. First Day Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We are live on the Periscope. Uh, and you can watch us live and ask us questions right now if you'd see us. If anybody wants to follow along, you're welcome to do so. This is a free and open society, and we encourage your participation. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's on your mind today, Leanne? Um, oh, we didn't get a link over on Instagram for them to come over here to watch for all the people. I don't have the link. Well, I I gave it to you. It's sitting right here in the chat, my love. Oh, I was in the private chat. Okay, great. I'll do that right now. Well, yeah, you know, uh, (laughs) it's been an interesting couple of days, you know. I've had some yeah. good times, had some bad times. I, you know, I just had a f- revelation about you know, doing the same old thing and going inward never works. Going inward never works. You know, you got to be outward and you got to be connected. And every time you go in, you're less likely to feel better, uh, make connections that will improve your life in any meaningful way whatsoever. Inward bad, outward better. You know, like. I came back from the park, and after I had done my long walk, um, the guys were out front. They had just finished mowing the lawn, and they were having their bud lights and mm-hmm. shooting the shit as they do. And uh, I grabbed my garbage can because it was garbage day today, and the garbage oh. is gone. I'm good. Good boy. Long walk. It's a long walk up the driveway to take the garbage can all the way back from the front to the back. Oh. And it this is. was after your workout? Yeah. Wow. And so they were all sitting there. And so 
I could have like I had my headphones on. I could have tried to put my head down really hard and ignore them, but it just seemed unlikely. So I mm-hmm. pulled my headphones off and I approached them and said, "Hey guys, what's up?" Oh, nice. We uh, talked for a few minutes. And then the dog ran out to the road almost. <gasps> got ki- almost got killed. That what? was crazy. Well, there's a squirrel and he just went right after mm-hmm. it. He just took off, but uh he was fine. He's okay. That's but- why the puppies should always be on a leash. That's a four-year-old. It's not like a brand new dog. They have a it long history and rapport. So it didn't run into the street. It animals. just ran after the squirrel. Okay. Everything's Continue. fine. Everything's okay. fine. Great. Nothing bad happened. They're lucky. Are they? <laughs> so, anyways, I kept talking to them, and then somehow they're like, "What do you do? You know, you're single in there." I'm like, "Well, I'm not exactly single. You know, I've told them you haven't before. seen my girlfriend in a box." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like he's like they asked me if I played video games. I'm like, well, I used to. I haven't played video games in a long time. I can't remember the last time I played a video game. It's been at least three or four months. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I told them I they're like you're working at home. How's working from home? I'm like I'm not. I'm unemployed, and uh, I can't get my unemployment. And then this guy mm-hmm. like he took the cigarette, he put it in his mouth. He's like, oh, hang on a minute, you know. And he did the talking with the cigarette in his mouth, hanging out of his. Hanging out of his, his lip there, and he started saying, "Hey, I got a number for you. You can call this girl, and she'll help you out right away." And I was like, "Oh, wow, cool. Okay, I Come do need on. help." Uh, so he gave me a phone number of a woman who is connected to Michigan Works, and she said, "He said that she could square me away. She took care wow. of all his issues, got him all his unemployment caught up, and it might take a minute," he said, "but it should all work out." So I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." So that was a very positive exchange. That's awesome. And that wouldn't have happened if I just put my head down and just try mm-hmm. to trudge through and ignore the neighbors. Yes. Don't ignore your neighbors. You never know where the conversation might lead. Wow. That's awesome. It Fingers could be crossed. terrible. It could be a terrible conversation. That's one way it could go, but it could be a different way too. Mm-hmm. So that was just a little moment of uh, clarity I had once again. That's awesome. Great lesson. Sure. Well, yeah, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I hope it will. I want it to. How do you guys make things stick out there? Help me. Help me. How do you guys make permanent change? I don't know how to do it. I learn lessons all the time and then I can't keep the I can't keep them forever. They escape me. They flutter away. I wonder like with that one, I wonder if you like make a note on the door. You always leave the same door. And like, I don't know. The- yeah. Keep your eyes open. Start conversations. I don't know. Make up like it's not the best thing. I've had a very long day, so I'm <laughs> but like the message is a good message. Why have you had a long day? Huh? Because it was Why? just a long it was just a long day. But Why? no, come on. I we can get to my day later, but no, what about that- this long day? No, 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 no. Pretend I didn't say that. So uh, uh, who wants to know about hey, let's put a poll up real quick. Who wants to know about Leanne's long day? Oh my gosh, nobody. Look at that. So oh. let's get back to that. Maybe because we were having this conversation in our mastermind, uh, not this past one, but I think the week before, about talking about um, because we all struggle with that, that we have we know what we need to do, we know what helps, but it's yeah, a matter of like then just falling into the thing. And I told them I was I gave the example of remember I told you you were like you were getting in the car and going and buying food that you didn't want to buy. And I said, Well, why 
don't you maybe like try putting your weights on your driver's seat, on your driver's seat. So then when you open up the car door and you're in that like zone that you're not even thinking and you're just going to go and drive and go to the store and get the food and then come back and eat it. Instead, now you have to like actually pick up the weights out of your car. And now when you have them in your hand, it's like a interruption. Well, but at least it'll make you think it'll get you out of that trance that it'll make you now you have to make the decision. You know what I mean? So, um, maybe putting some sort of like a thing on the way out, a thingy like, on the way out. Okay. Like a note, like a post. That's a good point. These are, these are useful tips and that's why you are so wise. You are the wise one. And we always look to you for wisdom here oh, on the first day pod. And, uh, you know, as September rolls on fall is here, we're right on the brink of fall. It's cooling down. Last night was so cold. I loved it. I was so mm. happy. I mm-hmm. was like freezing last night. Oh, wow. I had all the windows open and I was trying to cover up with all my blankets and I was very cold. It was cold out. Why didn't but you I shut refused the because I loved how cold it was. I was like, this is awesome. Oh, but I, I was struggling to stay warm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you should have went uh, for a run. <laughs> I could have. I could have. You're right. Or shut the window. <laughs> I could have done that. I knew it would warm up though eventually. You know, a new day comes and. Just like yeah. everything else, one thing's happening and then another thing happens and a new day dawns. So uh, we started the new version of our book club last night. Yeah. Uh, what was your instant analysis on that? We have begun and you can make fun of us. You can say whatever you want. I don't care, but we're doing it. We're doing mm-hmm. the first day book club about yeah. Eckhart Tolle and his new earth, a new earth. It's an older book. It's been around for about 15 years, so it's nothing mm-hmm. new necessarily, but it's new to everybody in the book club. Mm-hmm. So what was your initial thoughts on the first get together last night? I'm really excited for it because um, I like that we kind of went around in the beginning to say like, to ask everybody where they were in mm-hmm. like their journey with this. Um, and I like that one of our gals um, was really like upfront about the fact that she was like, man, this isn't really my jam. I'm not really sure if I'm going to like this, if it's going to um, interfere with with her religious beliefs and, and that kind of thing. But she did say, I'm going to stay open to it. But she just laid it out there and was like, you know, I'm not sure. And so which what was cool is that we all started getting in a conversation about that. And then we're going to be able to see how it kind of like progresses. So what I love about the people that are in our group is that everybody's so honest about how they're feeling about stuff. So yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be a good group. I think it, um, the, uh, the more that we get into it, like, I like that we're doing one chapter a week. I didn't want that. I wanted to do two cause I wanted to get it through it, not get through it quicker. Up. Let's go move it, move it. Yeah. I like, I come on, let's, we can do more, but I'm actually excited Slow that we're doing down. one. Yeah. And get deep. Like, start talking about each one of them and stuff. Right. So, well, we talked yeah. a lot about yoga. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Yeah. But there could be a connection. Yoga, spirituality, the mind, consciousness, mm-hmm. ego, mm-hmm. peace, mm-hmm. serenity, all these things, they could be connected. And, you know, if you think Eckhart Tolle is like a, uh, you know, armchair spiritualist, you know, or he's like a dime store psychologist type thing, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. You can choose to have that perspective or you can choose to stop, actually read the words and absorb it, think about it 
interpret it for your own existence and then see how it comes out on the other side. Mm -hmm. But that would take more effort. And that would actually take you removing your cynicism and actually getting honest with yourself. So maybe you don't want to do that out there. And, you know, I understand that it's a lot easier just to zone out, Mm -hmm. you know, have a pizza, maybe uh, put on some Netflix. That sounds good. You could live that way the rest of your life. You know, I mean, you could. People are and there's nothing right wrong with it. And if you are going to do there that, is. maybe there is something wrong with it. No, I don't. I don't think there is. Maybe there so, is. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there is. <laughs> maybe there is. <laughs> you know no, what? I, you know. Maybe there is. I think there's anything in excess, mm. which. I heard when I was in my 20s and I was like, yeah, that's only people that say anything in excess is a bad thing. I was Uh like, yeah, that's just for tired people. That's for older people that are just like tired and they don't want to do anything in excess Mm because I was like all or nothing like go, go, go. There really is something to that. The fact that we're so like as humans, we're so multidimensional that we can't just be all one thing. Like we can't be all go. We can't be all sit on the couch. We can't be, there's just so much to it. Um, We were just having a big discussion about that today, actually on my walk. Um, We were talking about uh, actually in our mastermind. So while I was on the walk, I was like giving video or not video audio um, back to the group um, because I had the time And we were talking about um, one of the things that that came up was following your passion and, you know, you want to follow your passion and make money doing what you're what you're passionate about. But then you also if you're not making money doing what you're passionate about, then you need to get a job in order to make money. But now are you uh, copying out isn't the word, but like, are you? What's that? Like, were you just like, give, are you giving up on your passion to do this? So, um, what I was saying is that we don't like, as humans, we keep doing all these things where we put these labels on ourselves that we're like, are we following our passion or are we not following our passion? That's not what it is. You can be following your passion and also making money doing something different. You can be, um, you can, be really going after your goals and then you can binge watch on a Saturday the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ah. <laughs> it's, I love that show. I really wish there were more more seasons. Um, very passionate about Ms. Maisel. I do. I love it so much. You should. Um, I hear good things. Oh, it's so good. Everybody. Hey, if everybody's seen it, let us know. Email yeah. the show. Send a, what's this? First day pod at protonmail.com or uh, DM us on Twitter or Instagram, or you can chat with us live right now. If you're yeah. watching this, you could put something in the chat. We will respond to it. Just type yeah. anything. Yeah. Type, type a single letter and we will respond with a letter. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We will. Yeah, we Anyways, will. Anyways, uh, no, you're right. You could. Uh, the labels thing has always been a part of society. It will always continue to be a part of society. So you might as well not even try to fight it. Mm, but I think that's part ah! of, I think that's what we're going to be learning in this book is that we need to start getting away from these labels. I think we need to yeah! just realize we're a, a little bit of everything. Labels we're, and the comparison. You're compa- comparing everything and labels are just, they're to kill joys. Yeah. 
And I know that, but we live in a comparing labeling society. That's what it's all about. It's very hard to avoid it. Do you like it? No. Then can we just not do it? No, because we're going to do it. It's already ingrained. I'm 40 years in on that. It's going to be really hard to undo 40 years of comparing and labeling. Mm -mm. Yes, it is. It's going to be uh, hard, but it's going to be worth it. Oh, it would be worth it, it to try to undo it, but its I think it's damn near impossible. I really do, because you spend, even if you try to do it in your own individual existence, you have to go out and connect with other people in the world, whether you're doing business or um, other adventures related to social activism, whatever the hell it is, they're not going to be living the same way you are because they're coming from the regular society. Mm -hmm. Labeled you, they've labeled themselves, they've labeled others, they've been labeled by others. And then they've compared themselves to others. So they're comparing themselves to you. They're comparing their jobs. They're comparing their money. They're comparing their social status. I'm comparing myself to them. Hey, what does my hair look what, next to that person's? Hey, I, look at my eyes. They're different than their eyes. Even if they're not negative comparisons, they're all just constantly happening. And they're instant. They're instant. They're instant. You know, as soon as you walk in front of somebody, you make like 20 comparisons without even thinking about it. It's like, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to change. I that's how I see it. it. Just I would love to do that. I would love to deprogram that. That, that sounds really hard, especially um in like the sports world. Sports is all about comparison. That's all it is. If you can't compare things in sports, then you have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Okay. That's a bummer. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So just so. One, it's just another example. So there's just so many examples, my dear, and I don't know how you you got. If you have the answer, then tell me what to do. So I don't have the answer, but I think it stems to that whole thing about all or nothing. And oh. so, yeah, you're right. Like when you make those examples, then we are going to have like little bits and pieces of like this judgment that's going to come up or comparison, I guess, that we're going to that we're going to do naturally. Um, and that is how our brain works, that our brain works to put everything into little buckets. And that's how we can process it. Um, bucket, Mr. Bucket. Yeah. And it's like, cause there's so much stimuli. So I really, I find all of this so fascinating. Like I wish I want to. fascinating. Oh, thanks. I find you fascinating. Um, so, but I find all of this so intriguing about how the brain works. And because like, if you take a second and just look around the room of wherever you are right now, how many different colors, how many different textures, how many different things there are like everywhere. We would go crazy if we were like taking all of that in, but we don't take it in. We just take in whatever we're focusing on. So I'm like in my line of view right now, I have you in front of me that I'm focusing on, yeah. but then I also have like 30 tabs up at the top oh. that if I was like, if I was focusing on everything, I would go literally mad like your mind would would go mad so you have that what is it the reticular activating system or something in your brain that that will um it's like a deletion machine that it'll just tell you like what you're just going to focus on so if we are always comparing and comparing and comparing but if we focus that we don't want to compare then we won't even like maybe not even really notice that we're doing it in the little things. We won't register that like, oh gosh, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed because you compared. 
But when those big things come that you normally compare yourself to, like I'm not making as much money as my brother, or I'm not making, you know, as much strides as my best friend, or Mm -hmm. I'm not running as fast as my partner or whatever, those big comparisons that actually are hurting ourselves, those are the ones that we'll focus on and say, you know what? No, I'm just not going to compare because how am I compared to yesterday? Am I am I doing better than I did yesterday? Am I better than I was a week ago? And I think that's what we have to, if we're going to, as humans, be comparing ourselves all the time, we got to compare ourselves to ourselves instead of everybody else. Because we also don't know the journey that they went through to get to where they are. Why would we compare ourselves to ourselves? That seems redundant. No, it does. No, it doesn't at all. And I think you're looking for the reticular formation. Mm, That doesn't sound right. No, no, it doesn't. I think it. Uh, is that part of the brain you were trying to talk about? Yeah, but I think the initials are RAS, but I don't know what they stand for. Reticular. Keep looking. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, no. Why would it be redundant? Because it you already know yourself. <laughs> so reticular activating system. It was. I was right. A diffused network of nerve pathways in the brainstem connecting the spinal cord, cerebrum, and cerebellum and mediating the overall level of consciousness, which is a part of the reticular formation. So that's what it is. Oh, so you were right, too. Look at us. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, you're comparing things that are unnecessary. It's like comparing itself to itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. But we should be comparing ourselves to ourselves. How we okay. were. How we were yesterday or how we were a week ago or how we were i was just thinking i was talking to my mom about it today because today i had to do uh for the training i did do 10 miles so i did 10 miles today and it's a work day and i still got it in and i was telling my mom i was like a month or two ago there is no way that i would be able to run 10 miles and then just function normally and do everything else that i have to be doing and be doing a podcast at 8 15 at night and like function through that i'd be sleeping so did how did i do today compared to me a month ago um yeah, remember remember how recent even like a month and a half ago you were like falling asleep during the work day you couldn't stay awake yes you fell asleep on the floor i was do you remember that in that room you're in right now you just lay down on the carpet you're like i need to take a nap <laughs> Yes, I did it two or three times. Oh man. I mean, so that's a huge change. And yeah. you put it you put in the work and you've been running a lot more and uh trying to change your diet. Yes. And less cheese. I have had no cheese except for that that conscious effort of taking cheese. Yeah, on you did Saturday. a cheese test. Pizza I, cheese test. Yeah. And a cheesecake cheese test. Yeah. Which the Cheesecake cheese test is not finalized because I'm not sure if it was if it was um no, affected it's by the pizza. No, no, no. It's I have over. to separate no the cheese. two now. No, no <laughs> cheese for you. Yeah, it's but we possible. Co- okay, go ahead. But we compare we compare episodes too. Yeah. You're like, you know, this one I like this one better than the last one. We say that yeah, all the time. We do. We That's do. But yeah, because we're getting better. We're growing. So that's what I'm saying. That is 
so comparison is not just all good or bad? No, I don't think anything is all good or bad. I think that's Again. where our issue is. Oh, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But Take not too much. <laughs> not a whole pizza. Right. Not right. even a, maybe a slice, a little slice. A little slice? How about a non-cheese pizza? What is that, bread? <laughs> Bruschetta? Is that what no, it is? Yeah, it's basically, uh, it's breadsticks with marinara. So. Oh, got it. Mm. No, it's not worth it. No. Oh, hey, you're <laughs> listening to the First Day Pod. We are live on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Well, not Instagram. We're live on Periscope through Twitter, mm. however the hell that works. And we are podcasting, too. So you could be listening to this on a Friday or maybe a Saturday morning drinking a coffee. Or maybe it's 3 a.m. on a Thursday night. You can't sleep and you're looking for something to help you fall asleep. Well, we're here for you. We're here to help you take a nap. Rest easy. Put your head on the pillow and know that everything's going to be OK. It's going to be OK. Sleep. Sleep. Unless you're driving, then don't. If you're driving, <laughs> then you should stay awake, focus and check in on a conversation. We're talking about comparison. We're talking about killjoys, you know. Labels and comparisons are two deadly, deadly combos. And the more labels we put on ourselves, the more restrictions and limits we tend to invite into our lives. Mm -hmm. I, I know you guys out there know what I'm talking about. I can't be speaking into the void. Mm -hmm. And past programming. I think when we use these labels, we have so much past programming that are attached to those labels. So what and are we going to do about it? Stop using them. How do you do that? Well, I don't know. Just live in the now, I guess. That's part of it. <laughs> live what? in the now, I guess. Yeah. That's all you got? That's all I got. Yeah, I think Is people that all want answers. They want answers. They don't want to hear people just say things. They want answers. Oh, my gosh. Okay. go. Hold on. Let me get my life book, and I'll figure out <laughs> what chapter it's in. I'll get to that. Just give me I a second. I don't have mine, though. I left it in my locker at school. <laughs> Damn it. I always do uh, that. <laughs> Oh, hey, good news. Uh, shout out to our friend Eric Allen out there. Uh, he's having some tough times. We want to wish him the best of health. We love you very much, and we're rooting for you, and we wish you all the luck tomorrow. Mm, okay, good. So tell him good luck, Leanne. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good luck, Eric. Sorry, I got very quiet because I started, like, doing a little bit of praying inside of myself. So we're just doing um, a shout out to our friend. Yes, Eric, good luck. We love you very much. Let us know how it goes. Oh gosh. What a okay. wonderful man. He is like, he, oh gosh, you have some really great friends. He's your friend. He's not my friend. Well, yeah, he's my friend for sure. He's ours. And, yeah, but I never would have met him without you. Well, I never would have met. No, I don't. You have have fine, fine. I don't want to. I don't want to compare. <laughs> I don't want to put labels on things. Yes. So, well, it's first day power. We're talking comparisons, labels. Yeah. You know, and happy know. birthday to your mom. That's right. Right yeah. now. Happy birthday, ma. Happy birthday, Michelle. Young. Congratulations, you made it. And there's plenty more to go. This is just the beginning. We love you very much. Oh, here we go. We have a question from Sierra. Hi, Sierra. We just picked up a hitchhiker and drove them into town. It was a trusting experience. Wow. Mm. Leanne, how about that? So what's your question? Your... No, I want to get your feedback on that immediately. <laughs> because I know exactly how you feel terrified probably just reading that. I hate 
that I am terrified reading that because yeah, I, I, I believe that I wasn't, I didn't feel that way before. And you know how many times it crosses my mind? Like within a, if I'm out driving, I don't know that I've ever gone like more than two or three days without wanting to pick somebody up. And when people are, um, like when I see people at the bus stop and they're on the side of the road that I'm at, there's so many times that I just want to pull over and be like, how far are you going? And I always want to pick people up. And then unfortunately, I get super nervous about, oh my God, are they going to murder me in the car? Like I, yes. I get, so I get I get very nervous about that. So tell me about this experience. <laughs> What's the question? Oh, how do you, right in front of you how do you not compare the typical hitchhiker? Uh see? Yeah, I know. It's um that one's a tough one. It's a tough one. And but sometimes my... we said that you need some comparison. You said sometimes if it's a safety guard, mm -hmm. then but you also could be it goes back to me walk. I mean, it's not as complex. It's a little more complex than me walking up in my driveway with my neighbors and trying to avoid a conversation. But yeah, you know, if you engage a hitchhiker and give them assistance, you know, not every person's a murderer. There's too many TV shows. There's too yeah. many true crime yeah. podcasts out there. Yes. And we've all absorbed way too much negative. Yes, I agree. You know, we're supposed to live in a country where you're presumed innocent, but that is such a load of crap. <laughs> it is. It's a huge load of crap because if most people are assuming the worst about people until mm -hmm. they prove otherwise, especially in situations where hitchhikers are loners and they're going to be, you know, chopping your head off or, you know, they're going to assault you. And, you know, as a woman, uh, there's definitely a little bit more fear. I think there's a difference between being a man and a woman in that case. And I think that's warranted. I actually do. But mm -hmm. but there are people that need help. And sometimes giving someone help, taking a risk. Life is about risk. I think this gets to a point of. Um, risk taking in life. I think risk taking is important, and I think I don't do enough of it, and I should do more of it because mm -hmm. it can lead to fruitful, um, life affirming opportunities that make you feel good, and it could make you feel bad. I mean, you know, I think about when I climbed up that wall, that rock wall, a not a rock wall at a gym. I started climbing out of the river in uh, New River Gorge in West Virginia in 2012. We were in the river, and then there's a facade on the side of the river. It's all it's like cliffs. There's cliffs on both sides of the river. You can't just go off to the side. You have to climb up to get out. Wow. Until you, or else you have to find a dirt patch to chill at. But wow, okay. So I just started climbing the side of of the cliff, and I kept climbing, and I was I kept going. I was into it. I just went into the moment. And then, then I got to the top of the cliff, though, and I pulled myself up, and I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm like 50, 60 feet up, and I have to jump down. Oh, gosh. And, so I was just in the moment trying to, like, explore and expand and really enjoy life. And then I found myself terrified, and I was up there for well over an hour, panicked. Oh, no. Yeah, it was horrible, because the only way down is to jump. You couldn't climb down. You had to jump off. So you had to oh. willingly throw yourself off a cliff. And how uh, long did it take you to climb up? Uh, not too, I don't, not too long. Maybe like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes wow. most. I was mm. in really good shape back then, but mm -hmm. um, anyways, <laughs> it was 
It was wow. so panic. I went from so much fun and or not even or just like being in the moment to total terror instantly. Was anybody up there with you? No, I was all alone up there. Everybody else was down there in the water just relaxing and they kept getting annoyed because I, they were like, we want to go, man. We got to get <laughs> out of here because it's dragged on for like an hour and a half. Oh, and they kept saying, do it, do it. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't willingly do this. <laughs> Somehow I finally worked up the nerve to throw myself off that cliff after like an hour and a half. Wow. <laughs> it was so intense. Oh wow. I don't know how I did it. I was like, call the police, call the park ranger, have him fly in a helicopter. Yeah, I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. I can't do this. I wouldn't be able. I don't know if I'd be but able I did to it. do it. I did it. And you know, the only thing that happened was I got a little bit of water. I came in on a slight side angle, so my ear hurt for like a day, but no. I was no worse for the wear. I survived. And uh, I think about that experience all the time. I'm yeah. like, wow, I really did it. And I didn't think I could do it. Yeah, that's um, a huge lesson, actually. I don't know why I'm telling the story now. I just, well, it doesn't really relate. We'll get back to the hitchhiker, but it is a good <laughs> lesson. <laughs> it was about experience. I don't know. It was about taking a chance and like taking a risk. So I did. Take yes. A risk. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, Sierra also saying uh, he was young. And he missed the bus. So he was young and he missed the bus. I don't mm -hmm. know how young. Uh, but I think Sierra says, but he I was think four every, years old. Okay, you know what? I'm okay with that. Uh -huh. But I think every circumstance is unique. Will we mm -hmm. do it again? Maybe not. But we are grateful we could help. Yes. That's nice, I, Sierra. I think that's I agree. great. That's very nice. And and I I think there's part of it that I assume it was her and Mike too. So there was two of them. Yes, that's a, a big difference. Yes. So there was a boy and girl. Yep. Two against one. Um, there's a portion of it that is a trust your instinct. And if you can get calm and like really trust your instinct sometimes, but then like you hear stories of like, oh, I just, you know, it looked like such an innocent old woman and who knew that somebody was hiding in the bushes behind her? So I don't know. I get very scared with this kind of stuff. I hate that I'm like that. For me, it's not a comparison thing on am I comparing that hitchhiker to another hitchhiker? I'm just, I don't want strangers in my car because I don't know who you are. So I, for me, it's more of a safety thing. Um, if I really felt bad or compelled to help, I would feel like, you know what, I'll, I don't know, maybe call a taxi for them or something or an Uber or something, put it on my tab, let them go wherever they want to go, something right. like that. But I don't know that I would like say, hey, stranger, come on in my car. Um, it's just so, but it's not comparing because that human being that's hitchhiking there is nothing wrong with them. And I'm not looking at them with judgment or anything. I just don't want you in my car. That's it. So, um, cause you're afraid because I'm afraid. And is that right? No, probably not. Like, not and, right I've, or wrong. and I, and of... I've picked up people, I've picked up people in the past and then driven them. And then, and then after I'm like, what did I do? Like that was the that was very stupid for me to do that. I'm so Why? lucky and I'm so grateful that nothing happened, but then something could have happened. Nothing happened. No, nothing happened. You're right. Anytime that I've done it, actually. Well, it's just a question of risk. What's worth it to you? Are you uh 
of of the p- opinion that you know life is short and you might as well jump on the risk train and have as many fun experiences as possible because or uncertain experiences or are you more comfortable having predictable experiences and trust your instinct because we get that um we get that intuition of like oh crap this is this is not a good situation and don't like yeah. don't fight that one i guess because anytime that i've done it mm-hmm. um Anytime that I've done that or anytime that I've like pulled over the side of the road to like help or, you know, give something to somebody that's homeless or somebody that, um, you know, needs food or whatever. Anytime that I've done that, I've yeah. never felt in fear. I consciously knew that, you know, something could happen, but I didn't in my gut feel that. Um, but if I did have that feeling of, Oh my God, this doesn't feel right. And then I wouldn't talk myself out of that. I wouldn't say, Oh, but just don't worry because nothing will happen. Go and help that person anyway. Trust your instinct, I think, on that. Cause I think, I think you know, but then I don't want to, I don't want to say that. And then some, you know, 18 year old girl goes out and then, says, oh, well, they told us to trust our instinct. And then no, 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 you're not responsible for other people's decisions. Okay. Yeah. A disclaimer. If anyone hears this and does things because they heard it from a podcast, they're making their own choices. It's not Mm -hmm. up to us. Yeah. We're not responsible. And we take no blame or responsibility for anyone's independent actions Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. But I would help. We're here to listen. Yeah, we are. For that one, I, yeah, I trust your instinct. But then again, I'm one of those people that like, I really didn't like getting into cabs. Like I'm not one that I didn't, I walked home from downtown before by myself, which was <gasps> at three o'clock in the morning because I didn't feel comfortable with the taxi cab drivers that were out that night. So okay. I've always had that like thing. So I'm not a good one to ask Sierra, but congratulations <laughs> on doing it. I'm glad that it worked out for you and that you're here. Yeah. About. They did it. They did a good thing, and they—it's a service. And I commend yeah. you guys for doing that. Yeah, I was a hitchhiker once. I uh, hmm. got picked up in Lansing, Michigan, and me and my friend Dave Thompson. We were both picked up in a, by a truck at like two thirty in the morning on Grand River Avenue. For those like of you who know, East truck or like a semi truck, like a pickup truck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We were picked up by a guy in a pickup truck. It was a tiny pickup truck too, and he was rather large, mm. so it was a tight fit with all three of us, and. <laughs> It was going on three in the morning and this is right on Grand River. So if you know East Lansing and you know the Michigan State campus, it was like right there. And uh, he drove us all the way back to the Brighton area. And the whole time he was talking about how he was a, a narcoleptic. He could fall asleep at any given moment. Oh my God. And, uh, so I don't know. Something, it was, he was trying to freak us out, I think. But, uh, you know, he got us back there safe and sound. We were fine. We survived. Wow. I had a lot more risque adventures in my youth. I guess youth is just like this route. It's so typical. It's a cliche. Hey, I was young and I did all these stupid things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've done plenty of dumb things in my non-youth. So um, they're just not as like sexy or flashy, I guess, in terms of risk. But yeah, I don't think that <laughs> I don't I don't, I, I kind of wish I was taking more risks right now. And I, I felt kind of bad about kind of digging my head in the sand recently i've had several observations where i'm like you know i'm not really paying attention i'm just like going along with everything and i need to stop and think independently and critically for myself 
Mm-hmm. But not been doing that recently. And I took note of that suddenly. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to slow down here because I'm just going along with what everyone's saying. It's just because that's the worst way to be because just because you have good intentions, it doesn't mean you're going to be doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So it's book something club I was, was also thinking. The last book club. Mm-hmm. I started reading what you sent me. Did you? Mm-hmm. I just didn't get it finished yet, but it's on my it's on my phone open ready for me to finish it tonight. Okay, well, our last book club was on White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had nothing but good intentions. After George Floyd was murdered, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of desire and emotional decision-making about trying wanting to help and be a part of the solution mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, oppression of black people and minority groups as a whole, whether it's in Canada or the United States, in all of North America, you know. And um, that book... You know, I'll say this. The book did some good for the people in the book club. There were people in the book club who said they weren't aware of some things. And I think it helped raise an awareness level for some of the people in that book club. So I I think that is a positive. Mm-hmm. But And it created a conversation. Yes. Not yeah, only in the book club, but the the uh, her book and becoming like a number one bestseller kind of thing. So it's caused a lot yeah. of conversation and con- not con- controversy is that the word like uh back and forth on it <laughs> sure, that- she's fine um but it's like where people are are on both sides yes and whatever i don't know what the word is controversy is it conflict okay. conflict yeah maybe conflicting Conflict- uh views on it yeah there we go mm-hmm. anywho <laughs> sorry guys i went along for the ride and uh you know i I didn't read the whole book. You know, I missed a couple of the book clubs, so I was not fully a participant. And so, and you were super busy, so that you were, you yeah, were. I'm not. It's fine. I, I'm just telling you. I'm letting people know that I wasn't fully engaged. I kind of just went along for the ride, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, great, great, cool. Yeah, I condone this. I approve of this. And mm-hmm. uh, but then I went back and I read some of it, and then I read some criticisms of it. And mm-hmm. you know, a friend had, a friend had uh, raised an awareness to me about this like two months ago, and I hadn't followed up on that criticism of the book but i finally did and i found myself now being like man what am i doing this book is stupid this book is way off base and it's forcing people into paradigms it's and it's labels like we're talking about it's like Mm -hmm. these are your labels you're a white supremacist and that's it Mm -hmm. if if you're not anti-racist then you're a racist it's like Mm -hmm. what no 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 it's not it's not that simple and Mm -hmm. and that's as a white person or being labeled white you know it it puts you in a, a position where you f- are fearful because you want to be part of the solution. So you don't want to, you don't want to speak out in any way where it feels like you might be construed as challenging um, anti-racist thought at all. And what I also learned about Ram D'Angelo, she's a, she's a corporate consultant. She's part of this class of people that really do have problems with racism. While the rest of us regular folks on the ground here have been living with all types of people and been trying to be parts of the solution. So, to her, it probably makes a lot more sense in the realm that she comes from. And I just uh, I just immediately regret that I supported the book. And I, I don't support that book. I don't. And that just goes to my overall opinion and my th- point about not thinking for myself. I just went along for the ride. I wasn't stopping and thinking for myself critically. And I regret that. But I'm, I'm aware of it now. So I'm going to make sure that I, I just try to... <laughs> Stop and make sure I know where everything comes from before I say anything. 
Mm-hmm. And even being more, if, if you had been, even if we had chosen the book, mm-hmm. got into the book, but become more active in the learning of the book, then the conversation would have been different because you would have brought that up and the conversation would have been different. Yeah. Um, which I think we need to have. And so I don't regret, I don't regret supporting the book in the beginning because we didn't know. And it was, for me, it was the right thing because it seemed like a good book to raise awareness, to start the conversation. Um, It was a, you know, it wasn't like a scholarly book that we're not going to understand it. It was at, written in a way that we could kind of understand things. Um, so I'm not against the fact that in the beginning, because we only know what we know, but now that like we've gone through the entire book and it was super, like, like you said, label and it's just one way or the highway kind of thing. Yeah, it's categories. Yeah, categories, labels, all that kind of thing. Extreme, that's what it is. It's it's an extreme way of thinking and it's there's nothing in this world and there's nothing other than the fact that we're all going to die. That is really the only thing that is there's no getting around it. It's like eventually but even that, some people die and then come back like, you know, they were dead for like 2 seconds or whatever. So like even that's okay. But there is nothing that is you can say, you know, that person is we were just having that conversation actually in um, mastermind. One of our guys, he's like really wanting to be really positive and really like uplifting and motivated and all this kind of stuff. But he's a metalhead like he loves metal music, like deep, deep. um, And he's like, it's not positive music. And he likes listening to um, poetry that it, or, and reading poetry that is n- like not uplifting. And he was, as who? well, that's the thing. We kind of got into that. Like, how does it make you feel? And da, 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 but, um, but you don't have to label yourself as, okay, if you're a metalhead, then you're, you're going to be angry. You can't be mm-hmm. a happy person. And so with this book, she was very like, like you said, you're either, a racist or you're anti-racist. You're nowhere in between. You're you're not anything. And that's, we can't do that for anything. Like I went to university, so I'm, I'm well-educated. No, I'm not. I went to university. That's all that it is. You can't like just now label me well-educated. So it's it there. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I don't regret it. I'm glad that I read it. Um, but I'm also glad that we're having this conversation right now. Um, about it and um i'll probably do a post although i'm not doing great with my posts on instagram i really need to get i have so, so many posts in my head that i want to do that would be like oh this would be fun and then i yeah, just have really good those. i was doing good and i'll get back to it um and now you should beat yourself up over it <laughs> you should okay i will um you know that i won't because that's the other thing since i've been 40 I'm not beating myself up about stuff. I'll get hey! it. Hey, look at you changing your ways. Trying. I'm trying, but you really are. How'd you do it? It just one decision at a time. How'd you do it? That's the answer. One decision at a time. Boring. Boring, but true. It's like, 
Absolutely. That's the way that our life is. It's so, life is so easy if we let it be easy. And there's going to be a lot of hard things and a lot of things that we have to deal with. Yes. But everything that we deal with is one decision at a time. Like it's, mm. that's how simple everything is. And I, I knew that year, like I've always said, so in my business, um, especially as a woman, and I'm going to like sidetrack this a little bit, but as a woman in a kind of male dominated industry, um, there's a lot of uncomfortable conversations that I have to have with men that have been, um, more, have more experience or more years under their belt. Um, and they're Amen. in, so, but I've always said, it's just one conversation that you have to have, um, anything is one conversation, one decision. And if it's uncomfortable or you just don't like it or whatever, suck it up because it's just that one decision that could change everything. And not having that decision or not having that conversation can also change things. And so it's just one decision at a time. That My 40s has been so good so far. It's only been 11 days. I've, uh, 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's only one sexual harassment. Suck it up. So, no, but the how you handle it afterward is one decision at a time. And they might not all be the right decisions. When I was, like, I think back, I was just having a conversation with um, one of my girlfriends, and she's a coach, and we were talking about how um, – coaches and and anybody that's even people that are successful yes we all like to like wrap things up in like a cute little summary that's like i got from point a to point b or like you with your addiction like you'd be like well you know i went through my addiction it took me x long and you know i did this i did rehab i did da, 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 and then now i'm here and you like everybody just like wraps it up into this like this is what it is but yeah. you don't nobody knows the day-to-day, -day, everything that went through it. And you even can't connect the dots going forward. You can't say this decision that I'm going to make right now is going to be putting me on the right trajectory to get to where I want to be. You think it will, you hope it will, but you don't know. But when we're at the end of it, like right now, I can look back, like my running, for instance, my running, I couldn't say that, okay, I'll be able to do like this and this and this and eat whatever. Now looking back, I can say, oh, okay, you know what? My walking that I did all summer that wasn't part of the training led me up to being able to do what I'm doing. All of these little things, you can then connect the dots looking backward, but you can't do it looking forward. I don't know. Now I'm going off of a trail. It was a really good point. <laughs> What? Oh, man. Oh, man. What were we talking about originally? Oh, shoot. Mike, help me. <laughs> it was a really good point. But anyway, I don't know what I was talking about. We're and talking I'll... about sucking it up. Oh, right. Exactly. Thank you. So, because that's why her and I were having this conversation. I was, um, we were talking about how I was, when, so the way that I lost my virginity was through rape. Sucks. Awful. 
But every decision that I had afterward, some of them were good decisions, some of them were bad decisions, some of them were stupid, whatever. Everything led me up to now. And now I can actually kind of connect the dots and like everything, even that experience, even that it was horror, but even that got me to where I am right now that like there were a lot of things that like I probably should have done differently, like not with that situation, but the way that I uh, remembered it or the way that I dealt with it, but I didn't know, but each one of those things ended up getting me to where I am right now. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you don't want to suck it up. Like it's one, you know, sexual harassment or one whatever. But all if once it happens, unfortunately, once something happens, it's happened and we cannot take it away. Like we just can't. If we could, that would be amazing. And if somebody can make something up that we can have a time machine and go back, but we can't. But what is not fair is something happening to us that we didn't have control over or something that we did have control over. And then now for the rest of our lives, letting it affect us and letting us like tear us down because there were a lot of times that I let that tear me down as a Catholic. That was really hard. Like now I'm going to hell. My priest at that time was the first person I called. I was like, and I didn't tell anybody else, but I told him he wasn't even really my priest. He was my priest when I was a kid. And I love that man. Anyway, I called him up and I was like, listen, I'm going to hell. I need to come and talk to you. And like, I need to figure out how real this is. Like, is this over? Like, should I just like not bother staying alive? Like what? That's how bad it was. Um, so it was a big deal. But you can make all these decisions to have a better life. Like I've I'm happy. I can be in relationships. I can be, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think that everything is one decision at a time, no matter what the situation is. Try to do it the best that you can with whatever information you have. Just like white fragility, we thought it was the right decision. Move your way through it. And now we can make a new decision on it. That's what's exciting about being a human. We can change our mind and we can change our decisions. But everything is one at a time. Very impressive, honey. Thank you for sharing that. That was really good stuff. I think we can all take a a lesson from that experience. And it's because I'm 40. Is that why? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Proud of you for sharing. And I'm proud. It makes me very happy that you're my girlfriend. You've done a good job. We oh, thank dear. you for doing that because you've provided something to others to hopefully inspire or at least relate to and Maybe someone will connect on that and we'll get a we'll get a message next week. Hope me you know, if you found that any of that useful or anything you heard or today if, on the show useful. Or if you didn't, if you that's or if it's terrible. Well, that's one of the things that we're talking about in the book club, too, is that like I want you to talk about the things that you agree with. But I also want you to talk about the things that you don't agree with. Just like white fragility. It would have been amazing. Yeah had we had those discussions about, you know, this is too extreme, like this uh -huh. isn't the way life is or whatever, and have those kinds of conversations. So I anything agree. that we say, we don't know. We're, that's the only thing that we know is that you we can't know. Kind of so you can't know. And I, I understand that. So yes, all opinions are welcome. There would never be an opinion that'd be shunned on this show. So bring them in. First day pod at protonmail.com. First day pod. 
Twitter, First Day Pod, Instagram. DM us. Email us. Yell it from a mountaintop. Send us a pigeon carrier request. Uh, yeah. We will take anything that you guys will send our way. We want to help. We want to connect. We want to learn. We want to do better. And hopefully you guys take something away from the show today. Thank you so much for listening. I am Michael Govier, and she is Leanne Hello. She appreciates your time and energy and commitment to the show. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the First Day Pod. And it's not too late uh, to join the book club. So if you guys want to get in on that, let us know. DM the show or send us an email, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Join the book club. It's not too late. We just started. Yes. Thanks. Thank Bye. Thank you very much, Leanne. That was a good point. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.